You're listening to the Red Wave Report, the number one rated Fresno State podcast, the official free podcast of theparkboard.com. The thoughts and opinions are that of the show hosts and in no way reflect the thoughts and opinions of the university. Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of the Red Wave Report. I'm Lucio Rick, your host of the show, being joined, as always, by Jackson Moore, the publisher of the Bark Board. And Jackson, big news happening all of a sudden, right? Uh, just out of nowhere, they kind of sprung uh, some information on us here. Well, what's, what's, what's happening right now at Fresno State? Yeah, we learned uh, Tuesday about Elevate, Fresno State's new program, uh, master plan essentially to uh, overhaul pretty much everything within the athletic department <laughs> as far as the facilities go and upgrading everything across um, the board <laughs> yeah um, you know they put out a video and of course it's very easy to get caught up in just the renderings of the football stadium and that this being a football stadium renovation for Valley Children's Stadium but uh, it really is a master plan for the whole athletic department and it includes uh, major changes at Valley Children's Stadium, but it also touches on pretty much every sport and every venue on campus, from the football stadium all the way to the other side of campus to the Sigmart Center. So uh, they're trying to really ramp things up, um, trying to really get the football stadium overhaul done. You know, we've heard this about a decade almost ago now that they wanted to renovate the stadium, and unfortunately, it didn't come to fruition. But New president, new athletic director, new plans, um, new feasible uh, funding options, and uh, that I mean they're getting started on it. And I know uh, I've been talking to the administration about some of this stuff for a while, and that they weren't going to go public until they knew that they could really make it happen legitimately. So uh, this was not done willy nilly. I can say that much. I know uh, they were very cautious to avoid any type of similar situation that happened last time around. And uh, the fact that it's out to me tells me that they're ready to, to start moving on this. Yeah. It, it, and it was something that needed to happen. Uh, everybody knows that Bulldog stadium, well, used to be Bulldog stadium, <laughs> Valley children's stadium is, uh, had its, uh, fair share of issues uh in the past it used to be the lighting and then that got upgraded to the new led system that you see today and uh there's been uh talks of of foundation issues right jackson at one point or another yeah you know, even the press box uh, they're not allowed to open the windows i guess from my understanding <laughs> and uh we saw a window smash this past season and uh i mean yeah and there's been some issues every once in a while with some sections of the stadium, kind of over by the student section. There's been some busted pipes and things. And, um, yeah, it's just, uh, it was very, um, it was very creative how they made the stadium in the first place. And it was very needed. And, but now, you know, it's been about 40 years and, uh, there hasn't been a whole lot upgraded in terms of some of the, the structural parts of the stadium. So, uh, there's a lot of amenities and a lot of flashy things included in this on these renderings we'll talk about, but uh, there's also some big changes to uh, the west side, especially, and just how the stadium. I mean, it's, it's almost a complete redo in some sections, so that's some pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, it's uh, it's really been uh, making. Uh 
you know, it's it's really been a, a thing in the making for uh, the the for the stadium. It it sorely needs a lot of these updates. Um, I, Jackson, one of my biggest uh, things is those bathrooms, man. <laughs> if you've ever walked into one of those bathrooms, you're like, that is just something that need, really needs to be redone, <laughs> so to speak. Uh, but, you know, everything on this uh, the stadium really does need uh, some upgrades. Now, the renderings that I did see uh, kind of make it look a little futuristic from the outside, Jackson. Is that kind of what they're they're going to try and aim for, uh, trying to stay in the, the vision of those renderings, or is it just kind of uh, play it by ear kind of a thing? Yeah, you know, there's I think the thing that probably sticks out first is just the um, kind of the, the top portion of the stadium, the outline of the seating. There's uh, some like silver shading over the top, which definitely is a different look. Um, I do like how um, it kind of gives you that feeling maybe that we'll presumably miss from the uh, the lighting structures being taken out, which is probably the only thing I can say that is something that does not excite me about the plan, but I do like how they've kind of covered for that with these shadings that kind of creep in on the fans and make it feel like the way that the, the current lights uh, just kind of go on top of you. Um, but they're looking at making the press box and the suites go from right now. They're just from the 25 yard line to the 25 yard line. Now they're going to go from goal line to goal line. And you, know, you can't have those lighting structures blocking people's views. If you're going to have seats behind them. Um, so that's got to go, unfortunately, but uh, yeah, you've got these shadings that will keep some of the fans cool uh, in the top areas. And you've got these load seatings in a lot of areas. Um, Looks like there's multiple sections, most notably in the north end zone, where you take it, you're taking out traditional seats and kind of putting these little boxes in there where you, know, you can get a group of fans together and then go in, and you've got like a railing for your food and your drinks, and you've got your own little private area and um, uh, some extra amenities that are expected to be there. And um, that's uh, if you look around at some of the other renderings, there's a few of these sections, so. They're trying to get some of those kind of nicer seating areas that don't cost as much as buying a suite, but uh, they're probably a little bit more than being in a regular seat for fans that may want a a bit of a better experience but aren't going to throw the big bucks around to be up in the the boxes. So that's an interesting concept, Um, kind of some social lounge areas. Um, And then you look at the scoreboards, of course, even uh, on the north side where Fresno State has, currently a, a newer scoreboard that seems to still be pretty nice. Uh, they've got a, a even nicer, newer scoreboard there. And then on the south end zone where the current video board doesn't even work, uh, they've got also some big changes over there where the seat's almost enclosed to that ramp. Um, there's still a ramp and there's still an opening there, but you've got this bridged walkway that connects the both sides of the stadium together. I mean, how convenient will that be to walk the whole concourse and not have to uh, go walk down all those stairs or up those stairs at that end of the stadium or you know, it might even help fans from getting stuck when the teams are coming through that area and you have to wait your turn. Uh, instead, you can just walk over them instead and get to the other side. Uh, and then just a, another massive scoreboard there. And then you see from the outside section too, um, the, the backsides of these scoreboards, I mean, just 
uh, on top of a, that silver bridged walkway and the, the signage, it all does look kind of futuristic. Um, the entrance from the white lot uh, is big time. I mean, instead of just kind of this mound of dirt and some plants halfway <laughs> that are alive currently, uh, you've got this big walkway paved area with greenery and trees and tents with vendors and stuff as you walk in and there's a indoor entrance you walk straight into the stadium with this rendering on the the west side uh, so instead of walking up all those stairs you just walk straight in and that was a concept that was a big selling point the first time around uh, when jim barco revealed his initial vision and, and so that's something that's staying here with this new vision um, again, you just walk straight through and that means a chunk of the red seats will be gone and you'll be able to just walk right through the middle and have a concourse area, standing area, uh, as well as um, uh, concessions and those types of things in the middle so you don't have to go all the way to the top to the bottom. Um, you got this major press box and suite area so you see the backside of it as you enter through the, the white lot as well. So it, it looks like you know, just night and day different from, from what it looks like now from, from those perspectives. Um, when you look at the actual seating again, uh, you just have a kind of a, a divide on the west side where you makes it easier to get in and out of the stadium. And then you've got the load seating and some of the sections, as I mentioned, and then uh, the additional seating on the, the south end zone. Otherwise, the actual seating areas are probably not all that changed, but um, just a lot around the stadium, a lot that, you know, you can kind of point out right now and say that's kind of lacking or that's aging. Oh, pretty much everything that fits into that core category is being addressed with, with this, uh, these renderings that we've been shown. Yeah, and, and you had mentioned that part of the red seats are, are, would be uh, removed. Uh, but, but, Jackson, let's face it, ha- half of those seats are never filled anyways, right? <laughs> <laughs> we look up and uh, there's always a whole big portion of those with uh, empty seats sitting there. So I, I guess it's only fair that they remove them now. The the money that was generated by those seats is going to be, um, you know, sorely lacking uh, because even though they were empty, those are seats that were prepaid, right, Jackson? Yeah, so the big thing with the red seats is that you've got to make a pretty – decent donation to the Bulldog Foundation on top of the seat price. So those go a long way. Um, but you do see there are some at the top of the red seats. There's quite a bit of those load seatings involved there too. So I think they'll probably recuperate some of that money there. Um, it looks like, that, I mean, the rendering is probably not 100% accurate, but probably somewhere, it kind of looks like maybe eight, ten rows maybe would, would kind of be chunked out to, clear room for that walkway to go through the middle of the stadium. And, you know, I'd say uh, if you sit on that side of the stadium, uh, that's going to be a bonus for just about anyone to be able to, to walk right through and not have to climb all those stairs up or down. So just to get into the stadium in the first place, and then once you're in there, to, to not have to do it all over again. Instead, you'll be right pretty much in the middle of the stadium already. Um, so uh, I've gotten a lot of questions about capacity uh, with this. Uh, this plan currently and from what I've been told the overall idea is to pretty much be a wash at the end of the day where you know anytime there's a seat being removed they want to add one and that's where you see that south end zone where right now it's a quite a wide gap from the marching band and student section on the east to the fans on the west 
and they're going to close in most of that. So that'll account for a lot of the seats that they're taking out. They'll put new seats in there and you know try to keep it around that 40,000 mark as close as possible. Yeah, so there's going to be, uh, you know, more seats being added to kind of recoup some of that money. But some of the amenities uh, that this could bring, I mean, uh, upgraded concession stands, uh, some extra areas for, for fans and stuff. These are some of the things that uh, fans have been asking for. Um, and so I, I, I think this, for the long run, Jackson, is probably a good thing for uh for the Bulldogs to get the stadium um, upgraded. Now, all of this is due in part to the efforts of Fresno State leaving the Mountain West at some point, right, Jackson? This is kind of what's kind of spurring this whole thing on. Yeah, Coach, or um, Athletic Director Terry Toomey got some of those questions at his press conference, and um, kind of the reaction was that this was something that still needed to be done regardless. He said that you know, he, he had to admit it had some to do with it, conference realignment, but that he also felt that, you know, this was something that the community needed and B, that Fresno State was already a, a good Power of Five candidate even before this was presented. So that's the, the angle that he took. But, you know, you can't deny the timing. Uh, I mean, certainly something like this can only help Fresno State. I, I think when you're talking about the Big 12, I would, I think it's safe to assume that you know the Big Twelve presidents and you know the major players and in, in the seats there have seen these plans already behind the scenes. But I think it goes a long way in getting those next level of authority in the Big Twelve. Some of the other presidents and athletic directors to see, you know, all right, Fresno State's doing something over there. If if they're coming into our conference, you know, they've got a plan to have the type of facilities and amenities that match what what we already have in this conference so i think it, it's only going to help um you know, we're still kind of waiting to see what happens with the pac-12 and how the dominoes fall and if it works fresno state's way but uh, that was a big part of it and also again for the athletic department side this is something that they feel like they need to get done even regardless whether it makes fresno state a power five contender or and it makes them the class of the Mountain West that uh, their, their, their legacy, uh, to some extent, is built into what happens to the stadium while they're here. And so far, not much has happened. And now they have a plan to, to get the wheels in motion here. Uh, they've already worked on the uh, East Suite. So that's in motion right now. It's kind of considered to be phase zero. So uh, once the season starts, there should be some uh, renovated interior to the East Suite. And you're going to see a lot of this project to help with funding is that the first things that happen are going to be things that can fund additional parts of it. So oh, you redo the E-suite, so now you're making more money there, and now you can put that into your next project. And this is going to be something that, that happens in a couple of phases. And so they're going to try to, again, you, know, you look at the load seating, that's going to produce some more money that they can put back into the next project and, and so forth. So. Um, the wheels are, are turning already, um, but uh, still quite a ways to go, I would say, until the full $250 million is realized. Uh, some of the other amenities, you look at on the west side as well, the, the press box. and you know, Right now, it's, it's just the press box, and there's room for the coaches' booths and the presidents and the AD, and that's it. And it's you know, a building that's kind of on its last leg, really. 
but this new idea, you've got a three-story building basically uh, from end zone to end zone. So you've got a lot of areas for uh, suites and um, other areas for fans that just doesn't exist there right now, as well as an improved media area. And I can say from being in the media and sitting in those press box currently, you know, it's not the best presentation uh, for visiting schools, especially when power five schools come to Fresno, especially if they leave with a loss, you know, it's kind of icing on the cake that uh, the amenities are, are pretty lacking as, as far as that goes for the, their workspace and, and where the athletic director, and the president sit. We've heard from quite a few power five schools after they come here and, and get beat and sit through their, that experience that they don't want to come back. So uh, that's a, I mean, sounds kind of, not as a priority for the fan base, but it is something that will go a long way from appeasing some of these big 12 suitors, perhaps once they, they see the upgrades there. And I mean, yeah, just about, I mean, a lot of the stadium is touched in this, uh, whether you're um, in one of those seats that's directly affected or, or not. I mean, there's something here that's going to impact every fan that attends the stadium. And that's pretty neat. Yeah, I mean this is uh this is definitely going to be something uh to 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 look look out for. I mean, it's going to be if if it's fully realized, the stadium is going to be the gem of the Mountain West if the Bulldogs are still in the Mountain West. But it will be also one of those uh, stadiums on the West Coast that will probably be one of the nicer ones. Now, granted, you're, you can't compete with SoFi Stadium and Levi Stadium, things like that. But for a college of uh, stadium solely owned by the college, that is going to be something that is going to be uh, very, very nice for a West Coast team, so to speak. And Jackson, I think some of the funding, like you mentioned, they're going to be looking for the funding for this stuff. Uh, a lot of that is also going to be predicated on whether or not Measure E passes in the upcoming uh, ballot. Uh, am I wrong on that one? No, you're right. You know, from my understanding, there are pathways. Um, if it doesn't pass, but I mean, it's huge. Uh, Terry Toomey, uh, you know, I can't really talk directly still on that, but did say if something of that sort were to pass, that this would all happen very quickly, quote unquote, and. Uh, that is the case. They recently penciled out where all the Measure E 2.0 money would go if it passed. And they had, so athletics, it does only account for a third of that measure. It's very important to, to put into perspective that it's not just a tax for the football stadium or for athletics. It's two thirds academics. And, uh, but the money that would be put towards athletics over about a 10 year span would equate to at $220 million. and uh, the money that is allotted for athletics is uh, that was before this project was unveiled. They had a rundown, and it covers a lot of the stuff that now we're seeing. Um, it had about $150, $160 million for the football stadium, uh, close to $50 million for the Duncan building where the football team is housed, um, and some of the other projects for other sports that we're seeing. So you know, it's safe to say if Measure E passes that about 200 to 220 million out of the 250 million would be accounted for basically right away. Wouldn't come all in at once, but you'd have that money in the books for future years so that you could go get money now and know that you have the reservoir coming to, to pay it off. Um, but 
if that does not pass, there are other ways. You know, they Sumi didn't get too specific into it. I mean, they're definitely looking for some philanthropy right now and some donations and other ways to, to make it happen. Um, there are options within the university, and I know that's been a big sticking point for President Sal Jimenez Sandoval that uh, he wasn't going to move forward with this until he had a good idea that you know, he could sign off on some avenues to bring more revenue into the athletic department uh, from a university standpoint. And uh, so well, I think we'll see what happens at the ballot next year. And uh, if it fails, that there'll probably be some kind of aggressive moves to find money elsewhere. Yeah, so it's definitely it's definitely going to make a difference with Measure E. So if uh, if you are one of those who are, who was kind of on the fence about what to do with Measure E, there's a little bit more background from Jackson as to what it could do for the university if that uh, Measure E were to pass. Now it's failed once already before, um, so I I think Jackson. It, it failed once, so this is their last shot to get it to pass, I think. <laughs> if, right. if, I yeah, re- it, if I remember correctly, that's how that works. And it missed uh, 53% to 47%. It just needed a majority, so um, didn't quite get there, uh, of course, And but not a, a huge margin either. Um, you know, it was not probably messaged the best, and they're tr- retrying to, to get the wording out a little different this time around that um, I know when it first came up, it was basically called a stadium tax from a lot of outlets, and you know, that's not quite accurate. It, um, it's got a bad rap, I think, from people that think they're just paying for a stadium. Where uh, I've got the breakdown right here, um, the the list of things that they haven't that they want to measure you to cover. It's got a full cost of nine hundred million dollars, and athletics is. 220 million out of that. So you're talking about critical facilities on campus. And um, as far as just the educational stuff, capital and infrastructure improvement, um, there's some new academic projects they want to get done with that funding, student housing, uh, scholarship endowment and maintenance. I mean, a lot of things that, you know, it just, it's from what we're told that the state is not coming through for Fresno state on, and then, you know, the other aspect of the measure is you know, the tagline was good to great. So it's about just not only having the basic funding that it's not getting right now, but to also give it that extra funding to improve everything and, and make it better. And, you know, you see the investment in the Fresno State beyond athletics uh, as far as what goes on academically and what graduates do for the community. You know, it's a big deal. And it's the only California state uh, this community has as far as the university and the major college. So uh, we'll see if they can get the messaging out far enough to, to kind of get over the hump and get to that 50 plus percent that they need. Um, and then if not, we'll see what other avenues they take to, to come up with this funding. Now, of course, all of these uh, renovations that are being done, they're not just for the Fresno State football team, but they're also uh, for all other sports. Now, Jackson, what are some of the other items that uh, Fresno State's looking to do with this whole announcement of uh, renovations? Yeah, I mean, pretty much every facility is is impacted here. Um, You look at baseball and softball. The baseball, they've got an idea here for a new clubhouse, which also includes some extra seating down the third base line and kind of a plaza area for fans to, to be at. But it also underneath is a new team clubhouse. So you get 
a nicer, newer area for them there. Um, again, kind of separating some of the teams that are all kind of bunched into the, the current football facility right now. Um, a big one you know, that is still football related, but is also not technically is that uh, the plan includes a new soccer stadium and track and field venue where the track and field team competes right now on the other side of Cedar. Um, so if you've connected the dots, that means that uh, the current soccer stadium would be removed and the red lot would return to full capacity for parking and tailgating, which would come to uh, a huge uh, cheer, I think, from football fans. A lot of fans that used to park there got kind of pushed out when that stadium went in and then took a lot of the, the parking area. So um, that would be a big deal for football fans to get that space back. And then, I mean, you're also talking about a brand new uh, three or four million dollar facility for soccer and track and field to kind of make up for that uh, movement from them. So, I mean, that seems to be a win-win in my mind. Um, softball as well. There's another kind of plaza area, um, additional area for fans that doesn't currently exist. Um, make it a little nicer out there. Um, even equestrian, swimming and diving, those facilities uh, include some new uh, upgrades and there's a student horse center for equestrian. Uh, the tennis venue as well has uh, some pretty significant upgrades for seating and um, there's some of the athletic, uh, the student athlete resources such as the um, Rattucci Strength and Conditioning Center. That's the, the main workout facility for football and that's got a pretty significant upgrade. A lot of other teams use that too. Uh, the academic center where you get some tutoring and other things, that's got a pretty hefty uh, price tag on that as well to make some upgrades there. Um, but the second biggest project to the stadium is currently the Duncan Building slash the Student Athlete Village. Uh, the, the Duncan Building is currently where the team has its locker rooms and coaches' offices and uh, where we have the press conferences after games and you know, a lot of the inner workings of the football program are there. And if you ask Coach Tedford and, and others about what Fresno State needs, you know, the Bulldogs, the football team, they play in that 40,000-seat 40, stadium. And it is a – I mean, it's mostly full most of the time. And uh, you look around the conference, there's more seats and more fans. I mean, the football team itself is not going to be complaining about the stadium uh, when they don't have to climb up all the stairs to get to their seats or use the outdated restrooms. Uh, but what has been an issue for recruiting has been that Duncan building is quite old and, and lacking. A lot of the other programs in the mountain West have much nicer and newer facilities where the, the team basically spends the majority of its time. Uh, San Jose state's finishing a, a $65 million uh, facility of that kind uh, right next to the stadium. So, the Bulldogs have been lacking there, and this is about a $50 million project to over to basically redo that whole building, knock it down, and build a new one that would appear uh, on the renderings. And that not only gives Fresno State football new facilities inside the locker room and the meeting rooms and the offices, but it also encompasses the whole student-athlete village where that's a, kind of that whole area over there is dedicated for the entire student athlete body. There's a lot of resources, the training table, the, um, you know, some of the recovery rooms, uh, all the facilities that they built over there. So they would be dumping in a lot of money into that, just not only for football, but for 
all student athletes to take advantage of, of some of that area. Yeah, so it sounds like there is a whole lot going on. <laughs> I mean, uh, Jackson just went through everything. And so if you're thinking that this whole renovation is just all about the football stadium, uh, the, you're wrong. It's it's athletics in general for Fresno State across the board. There's a number of things, a number of projects that needed to be done that now uh, Fresno State is looking at uh, and, and possibly trying to complete as many of these things as possible as quickly as possible. Now, Jackson, do you have any kind of time frames on some of the other stuff that's not football related that they're trying to get it done by a certain time? Yeah, no exact timeline. Just the, the one thing we do know that is in progress is that those suites in the stadium on the east side that they're working on. Um, they, they didn't paint themselves into a corner yesterday in the press conference as far as timeline. Uh, they did say, you know, some of it is conceptual and they do have to go through some of the approval process including through Cal State University but that um, you know, if they get the funding the way that they hope to come in that that's not going to probably be too much of an issue that they can fund it themselves um, but uh, they said that this is going to be a master plan that they kind of try to implement incrementally or in phases so kind of one thing here one thing there kind of move it forward it's not going to have to be $250 million in the bank and then they can do everything. You know, they're going to try to piece everything together and, and do it as timely as possible. Um, but we'll see exactly what, what kind of timeline that's looking like as more of this comes to light. Yeah, so things uh, things are going to start to kind of ramp up here as, as time progresses. As we get closer to the football season, uh, I'm pretty sure we'll probably end up having a few more updates on stadium renovations or facility renovations, let's just call it that, <laughs> uh, for across the board. And uh, as Jackson knows more, of course, he's going to go ahead and, and share more of that with us. Uh, but in addition to that, Jackson, um, you know, we talked funding. You touched upon some of what Toomey had to say. What what else did Toomey have to say about this whole project? Yeah, you know, he, he kind of set the table for what this is going to be. Um, you know, again, we see the video and it feels like, all right, new stadium. But uh, the, really the perspective from the athletic department has been that this is basically – starting point for this new project a master plan you know, to cover the entire athletic department and um you know, to, to improve everything <laughs> so uh, we'll see how, what happens from here um how quick things happen i know timeline wise as far as the football stadium goes without knowing what years they would be um that you're probably looking at two separate off seasons there's there's two phases in place that they have planned um, so the first phase would be done in one off season and the second phase would be done in another off season. The big one is basically that whole West side is a whole phase, uh, which would be the, the bulk of the, the project. But, you know, it's something that you could see part of it come to fruition. And the first phase from my understanding is about a $10 million project. So, uh, it's very possible and real that that could be done in the near future and that you kind of have that to look at as the, the rest of it gets funded. So you know, hopefully that's the case. Um, but, you know, Toomey set the table, you know, wasn't able to give a whole lot of specifics on some of the things we're, we're really anxious to know right now. But um, you know, we talked about where this puts Fresno State and what the goal is and um, kind of the, the overall 
thought process behind all of this, which is that it's something that Fresno State has needed and they felt has deserved, and um, that and right now is the time that uh, this is the with everything going on and with what they've done behind the scenes over the last couple of years that you know, now is the time to really implement all of this and start moving forward. So, um, you know, a lot of reason to believe that it's much different from you know, the last time we heard about some of this stuff. Yeah. How long ago was that Jackson that we attended that press conference? Yeah, I believe it was about 2015, um, around there. <laughs> uh, and you know, of course it, it did not work out, but it's not like they've been, trying for the last eight years, you know, that you know, Jim Bartko was only the athletic director for a couple more years after that. And you know, those plans kind of dissolved a, a new president, uh, or the president at the time, you know, did not end well. And there's a new president. So a whole new administration, uh, with new ideas and, and new uh, motivations. And, um, I, I do think that they've approached it much differently in terms of uh, last time around Bartko was known to be, uh, kind of a master fundraiser. And so the idea was, you know, let's put this out and that'll motivate people to, to fundraise and you know, put this all together. Um, whereas I think now Fresno State and this new administration has really been doing the work behind the scenes to make sure that they have the avenues needed to fund this all. And, and then they went ahead and, and uh, put this out to the public and maybe they will get some philanthropy and some donations that will help put them over the top. But you know, I think they've done most of the groundwork behind the scenes this time and are not going to be relying quite as much on pure donations. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be a work in progress as things uh, start to take up, uh, take off and ramp up. Uh, so yeah, there'll be more news as things start to progress. We'll keep you in the loop as far as what is happening here. Um, but in addition to that, Jackson, any, any other news, anything else you want to, want to break out here to the fans? I mean, yeah, that's been the big thing. Uh, we, we had a podcast that's recently covered a lot of the recruits, um, and a lot of the NFL stuff. If you haven't listened to that yet, uh, to go back and catch that one. Um, but the Bulldog basketball team to bring in a couple of recruits, uh, Nevada, a former Nevada guard, Jalen Weaver, who spent the last year at. Salt Lake City College has committed to the Bulldogs, as has Louisiana Tech Center transfer uh, Pierre Geneste. Um, the two of them bring the Bulldogs almost to a full roster. There's one more spot. Um, Weaver is kind of a guard wing, and uh, Pierre comes in at six foot eleven. Uh, the Bulldogs now have four players at six ten or taller, so looks like they might have some uh, some twin tower action this year from. What I'm hearing with uh, four centers basically on the roster right now and a couple of guys that can play power forward, uh, not something we've seen from Fresno State head coach Justin Hudson in the past, but that uh, might be implemented here. So uh, a little bit of basketball action, but uh, right now a lot of attention here on this Elevate project. Um, uh, I'm going to be working on here a story that goes through the renderings one by one and you know you, you see everything, um, but there's a lot of details within those renderings and then things I've been told that are more specific. So I'm going to break those down kind of one by one here and uh, with an article on barkboard.com to share more of the things that maybe people missed on first glance and to share how exactly the, the fan experience will change with the, the new stadium. So keep an eye out for that. Yeah. So the, you know, there's more to this. Jackson will be uh, getting that up uh, to you uh, here in the next few days. 
Uh, so keep an eye out for uh, a little bit more details on on the whole uh, facilities upgrades. Um, but you know, as always, we will keep trying to break the news as we get them, and um, we'll either put it out on our, our boards and and uh, and share it that way. So if you're not a premium subscriber, that's going to be your best bet as to get the latest news. Um, but it. As always, Jackson and I will jump on podcasts as quickly as we can to try and get that news out to you as well. So uh, that being said, if you're looking for Jackson, you can find him on Twitter at JacksonMoore247. You can find me on Twitter at RedWaveReport. As always, take a look at our Facebook page. And if you haven't done so already, head over to TheBarkBoard.com where we offer both free and premium subscriptions. But of course, like I mentioned earlier, the premium subscription is the way to go as you will get all the latest news and updates that aren't necessarily shared with the public. So if you want to be the smartest person in the room with your friends, get the premium subscription. <laughs> that'll, that, that'll show them that you know a little bit more about what's going on than they do. Uh, so uh, I want to thank everyone for joining us and join us again next time as we continue the ongoing coverage of Fresno State Athletics.